welcome welcome back to she speaks divine podcast i have been away for a little bit y'all you know i have to secure the degree but i am back with a very interesting topic today and i'm excited to do this um a lot of research went into this i did not want to bring anything to you uh just half done i wanted everything to be done the right way and researched to the t and revelated to the t because you know we can't bring no false words here so um i'm gonna get into it the topic today Ooh, i can't forget shameless plug really quickly if you're not following my ig page head over there right now at she speaks divine and go follow that real quick because there is some wonderful content um i do a lot of teachings on there about different topics and um i hope that that can be a blessing to you all but let's get into it today the topic is the sabbath and this this topic came from a question that i got regarding when do we observe what day is the sabbath and i'm not gonna sugarcoat nothing here i'm not gonna you know make anything pretty because i want to adhere to what people think i'm going straight bible here and um one thing i will say is that we do not observe the sabbath anymore um and i'm gonna get into what we do do as christians but uh the sabbath is not one of those things and we're gonna get a little bit into it because i'm not gonna leave y'all hanging high and dry wondering oh but why because you know we do things and sometimes we don't understand why and it's very important to know it for yourself and not only that but um it's good to be in your bible it's good to be reading so you just don't be following uh everything everybody's doing so straight up first and foremost the sabbath is not observed and i'm gonna get into that more the sabbath day we have to understand that it was a covenant in the old testament between the israelites and god so the seventh day was seen as a day of rest and and where this stemmed from was uh god rested after his six days of creation and no it wasn't because he was tired and he needed to go sleep it off no but this rest day it signified completion the seventh day signified that he was done and that he completed a good work and that that's what was going on so the definition for sabbath is to stop to cease to keep and more biblically it was to rest and we're going to get into a little bit more about the sabbath and the covenant with israel because you know we speak about it but what was the covenant why was it set in place what's going on here we need to understand that a little bit so exodus 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 that that right there will tell you a lot about the covenant with israel and um within the covenant with is with the israelites and god it included religious musts things that they had to do uh sacrifices tabernacle building the tabernacle many things and the sabbath day was made for them to rest from a lot of these activities it was just a day to rest not do anything and um in that they were taking a rest from a lot and and god set that in place because it was a part of their covenant and what we see these as 
is ceremonial laws. These ceremonial laws, and you have to understand the difference between ceremonial and moral laws because a lot of people like to go off the ceremonial and sacrificial laws and they forget hold on jesus came and fulfilled all of that we don't do that no more so the moral laws are definitely 100 percent still in place um but when when we look at the ceremonial laws that was in place for the israelites so the bible mentions quite a lot about ceremonial practices ceremonial laws and i'm going to go into that a little bit there's a whole ton but i'm just going to take out a few and touch on um right as i am here right now so second chronicles 2 verses 4 it says, Behold, I build an house to the name of the Lord my God to dedicate it to him and to burn before him sweet incense and for the continual showbread and for the burnt offering morning and evening on the Sabbaths and on the new moons and on the solemn feasts of the Lord our God. This is an ordinance forever to Israel. Second Chronicles 31, and before I even move on, um, continual showbread, the burnt offerings, the sweet burning of sweet incense, um, incense, not incest, y'all, incense uh, on the Sabbath and the new moons and on the solemn feast. These things were ceremonial. These things were sacrificial. It was it was not for us to follow now. Um, we, we see it says the Sabbaths, the new moons, the solemn feast. Paul mentions these things in Romans when he's actually not even just Romans many places in the New Testament where he's speaking to the Gentiles and he's like you don't need to observe these things okay you don't need to be following after the Jews and doing these things because that's not for you to do anymore um, understand that we are not bound by the law but we're going to get into that a little bit later second Chronicles 31 3 what does it say he appointed also the king's portion of his substance for the burnt offerings to wit for the morning and evening burnt offerings and the burnt offerings for the Sabbath and for the new moon and for the set feast. It is written the law of the Lord. So we have to understand the law, what it was in place for, who it was in place for, why they followed these things. All of these laws were a shadow for Christ. And once you understand that, you'll understand that when Jesus came and did all that he did, he fulfilled it. And I'm, I'm, I want to quote scripture so bad, but I got to save it for the most important part that I'm getting to soon. But we got to understand that these laws were for the Israelites to follow. All right. And, and we see in Ezekiel 45, 17, another example of these ceremonial laws that were set in place in the covenant for Israelites. Uh, it says, and it shall be the prince's part to give burnt offerings and meat offerings and drink offerings um, in the feast and in the new moons and in the Sabbath with all solemnities, uh, solemnities, solemnities. Yes, y'all. I'm trying to pronounce that correctly. Of the house of Israel, um, he shall prepare the sin offering and the meat offering and the burnt offering and the peace offerings to make reconciliation for the house of Israel. So what we got to understand, let, let's take a step back here real quick. They had to sacrifice on their own behalf for their own sins. If you know Christ and what he came and he did, he was the ultimate sacrifice. All these laws that were in place, 
they could not do what Jesus did. They did not, it could not save everyone. It was just a shadow for Christ. And what we got to understand is that we don't, we don't do all of that no more. No. Um, all these things that were done, these sacrifices that were made, it was for that time. It was for those people because as the scripture says that it was just a shadow of Christ. It was a shadow of what Christ would fulfill and what he would do and who he is. We know that Christ is pure. We know that he could be the only sacrificial lamb. And once we understand that, we won't be trying so hard to, to work for our salvation. Back then they had to. We don't need to. We don't work. By grace we are saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift from God, lest any man should boast. So in that, I'm going to move on now because I want to get to the fun part, the, the important part. Um, Hosea 2.11, um, what does it say? I will also cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her Sabbaths, and all her solemn feasts. The Sabbath was regulated as the seventh day. Uh, it was observed as a ceremonial thing. We are no longer under these things the the ceremonial laws the sacrificial laws we are we still do uh know the moral laws because of course that is an important part especially of the commandments and that jesus mentioned um in the new testament and we're gonna get into the commandments because i know that portion that that a lot of people like to go back to um, regarding the Ten Commandments, but we're going to get a little bit into that a little bit later. But um, why don't we observe the Sabbath? Why? Because, you know, we do things sometimes. We don't know why we do it or why we don't do something. And we're like, okay, we, we, we just going to go along with it. But it's good to understand for yourself why you do or do not do things, okay? Um, get into your Bible. I'm going to tell you all that right now, right here. Get into your Bible please so you can understand what is going on why these things are in place why we do what we do as christians i feel like that is so important to know for yourself um so okay why we don't deserve the sabbath by following the laws and disregarding jesus being the lord of the sabbath and the atonement for our sins it's really just rejecting his purpose here he fulfills the law. He fulfilled the law because we couldn't. These things, he, he came because all those laws that were set in place for the Israelites, it was just a shadow for Christ. He fulfilled the laws that we could not fulfill ourselves. Colossians 2, uh, 16 to 17, it says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. What is Paul saying? What's going on here? What's being said? The Sabbath, once again, was a shadow of Christ. And he came and he fulfilled so in that, 
Why would he say, let no man therefore judge you in meats or in drink or respect of an holy day or the new moon or the Sabbath days? Because what the Jews were doing is they were expecting the Gentiles and everyone else. Uh, well, of course, the Gentiles because Gentiles is a non-Jew. But they were expecting everyone to follow their customs. And they're like, OK, if you are truly a Christian, you're going to do this our way you're gonna you're gonna uh continue with the laws you're gonna follow everything that we do our customs our holy days everything like that and paul came in to say hold on hold on hold on what are you doing what are what are you doing because don't you understand that all of that was just the shadow of christ these laws are no longer binding because christ came and fulfilled the law Matthew 5, 17, think I came not to destroy the Lord, the prophets. I came not to destroy, but to fulfill, but to fulfill. So in that the Sabbath was not, was not considered a worship day for the Israelites, um, but a rest day from all activities, all sacrifice, all these things. Um, it was a rest day. And we see that it was a day of rest because the Jewish leaders would uh, constantly confront Jesus it was supposed to be rest, complete rest. Um, and we see that they confronted Jesus because he was doing work and miracles on the Sabbath day and all of that. And, and you can go read that in Matthew when you have the time, which we all need to make the time to read our scripture, please. Um, so in that, um, so to have service on the Sabbath, worship and do works and all that, um, it would seemingly be going against the actual Sabbath. Uh, if the people want to be technical about it and follow biblical standards, they, they weren't doing any of that. The Lord, Jesus, was allowed to do that because he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Isn't that amazing? That just shows how how just wonderful Jesus is and how much he, he means and how important he is to our walk when we understand the power, when we understand who Christ is. He was the Lord of the Sabbath. The Sabbath day was for the Jews before the resurrection came along. And, and they had many, many laws set in place for them to keep them going the right way. Uh, because as we know, it was every man for themselves. It was like, do what you want um, type of thing that was going on. God was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. We're we going to set some law in place because y'all are my chosen people. So those laws, it was a covenant between Israel and God. We as Christians, uh, we got to understand that we don't have a set day. We don't have a set day for worship, but we chose a day, Sunday, as we know, as the Lord's day, not as a Sabbath day, not as a rest day. It's the Lord's day. And what that does is it commemorates the resurrection, life and message of Jesus Christ. It was it's not meant to be a day of rest. It's a day to commemorate the resurrection, to observe the resurrection. So in that the Jews, of course we know they would work, the Israelites would work for their salvation back then and sacrifice, but of course we they were told through prophecy that there would come a time when they would not have to sacrifice for their sins anymore. Don't believe me? Let's let's go take a look at Jeremiah 31, uh, 31 to 34. Jeremiah 31, verse 31 to 34. What does it say? Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant, covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. 
not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, said the Lord. But this shall be the covenant, covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I'll put my law in their inward parts. So it's not going to be no physical laws anymore. And I'll write it in their hearts. When we come to Christ, we are changed. The Holy Spirit comes in us and, and, and now we are just subjected to Christ. We follow in his will. And it's written inside. The Holy, the Holy Spirit convicts. All right, and, and, and it, it continues to go on and say, and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man to his neighbor and every man to his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, said the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. The, co the covenant that was made before, the laws that were, the ceremonial laws that were set in place, was no longer set anymore. It was no longer needed anymore because of that new covenant that would come in place. And it's very important for us to realize the new covenant, Not it did not say the old ceremonial laws will be written on their heart no the new covenant will be written do i need to read it again do i need to read it again I, I think i need to read it again because it's very important behold the day comes said the lord that i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah not according to the covenant that i made with their fathers in the day that i took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of egypt which my covenant they break Although I was an husband unto them, said the Lord, this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, said the Lord. I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Now, this was rewritten as confirmation in the New Testament. So Jeremiah, for those that don't know, in the Old Testament, it was rewritten as confirmation after. In the New Testament, Hebrews 8, 6 to 13, I'm going to read that for your hearing. It says... But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator, the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the day come, said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt. It's repeating exactly what it said in Jeremiah. Because they continue not in my covenant, I regarded them not. Because they could not keep it. They could not keep 
the laws. They could not keep that covenant. Because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, said the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will be to them a God, and they shall come to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he said the new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which is decayed and waxed old is ready to vanish away. Come on now. Come on now. We all, we all should be reading the same Bible here, because if I read it, you should be able to read it too. The new covenant was in Jesus Christ. The laws were fulfilled through him. That old covenant, they were not, they were not following through. They were not following through with the old covenant. Look at this verse again. Because they continued not in my covenant. These were the people uh, back in the Old Testament. They were not following it through. And I regarded them not. Because they were not following through with the covenant with, that was made between Israel and God. He said, I regarded them not. I regarded them not. Because they were not followed. They were none of his. And a lot of them could not. Because it was so perfect. But... Look at look at this wonderful portion. Look at this wonderful portion. That this is what he does. This is what he does. Because we see how merciful God is. We see how wonderful God is. But what did he do? I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts, and I'll be to them a God. They shall come to me a people. And we'll skip down a little. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. I'll remember no more. And it says a new covenant. He hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. We don't need one set day of worship. I just want to make that clear. We do it every day. We should be worshiping God every day. Sunday should not be the only day that we're worshiping. Okay. It should not be the over, the only day, but we chose a day. We chose Sunday as the Lord's day because of Hebrew 10.25. Of course, we can worship by ourselves in our rooms, but Hebrews 10.25, what does it tell us? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another as so much the more as you see the day approaching. We come together on a day, not for rest, not not for rest, but to commemorate the resurrection, as I said before. That's why we come together on a Sunday, to commemorate the Lord's day, to commemorate the resurrection. It is the Lord's day. We do not refer to it as the Sabbath day. It is the Lord's day. The laws were meant for the Israelites, and we are not all Israelites or Jews. Salvation is now for all. So those ceremonial laws would not have applied to the non-Israelites. Because that was between, that was a personal covenant between the Israelites and God. Therefore, if it was still relevant that we should be following these ceremonial laws and all these things, then what about the Gentiles? What would happen when it comes to them and salvation for all of them? 
they would not have been subjected to it because it was between the Israelites and God. Jesus did not command the Gentiles. Please, y'all, please. Hit me up in my DMs if you see anywhere that Jesus commanded the Gentiles to follow the Sabbath. Anywhere in the New Testament. If y'all can find me one scripture where it says that, then okay, cool. But nowhere, and I, I do my research, y'all. I don't just come on here. But nowhere did he command the Gentiles to follow the Sabbath. We are all under a new covenant. That includes all nations, not just the Israelites or the Jews. Some may use Hebrew 4, 9 to 10, where it says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, he shall... He also had ceased from his own work as God did from his. People like to justify the Sabbath with that. But let us go over and look at Colossians 2, 16 to 17, please. Let us go take a look over there because this answers that. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respects of unholy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come. But the body is of Christ. Okay. We read that and we see. All these things were a shadow of Christ. Let no man judge you in meat or in drink or in respects of unholy day or new moon or the Sabbath days. Because that's what the Jews were doing. That's what they were doing. When it came to the Gentiles, what they tried to do was subject the Gentiles to their customs and their practices. And Paul was like, hold on, hold on, let's let's take a pause right there. Because did God tell you to do that? Did Jesus anywhere say the Gentiles must do these things? The new moons, the Sabbaths, the holy days. Uh, did, did Jesus say anywhere that y'all should do that? He is the Sabbath. All those things, all these new moons, the holy days, the Sabbath days, all these different laws and ceremonial laws, sacrificial laws, those were a shadow of things to come. The Sabbath is no more. We aren't resting from sacrificing or anything else. The most important thing that I want to point out, that I want us to understand, and I want everyone to understand, I want everyone to get this. Our rest is found in Jesus. We do not need a specific day. The Sabbath isn't a Saturday or a Sunday. No, we choose. We chose a Sunday to represent the Lord's day. But once again, it's not for rest. We worship every day. It is to commemorate the Lord's resurrection in the truth. So no, Sunday is not the new Sabbath. Sunday is the Lord's day. We are not resting. That's not what Sunday's for. It's to worship the Lord. To commemorate the resurrection. And I want us to take a little bit of a deeper look. A little bit of a deeper look. Because I, I just think it's really interesting. And we need to get a little bit deeper into this. Okay. Okay. So, Matthew eleven twenty eight. I want to just point out. We find rest in the Lord. We don't need a specific day. To rest, we are rest is in the Lord. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come on there with me. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I who I will give you rest. 
We have eternal rest in Jesus. Okay? We don't need a specific day for that. We use the Sunday as the Lord's day. I'm going to keep saying that. Until it gets it gets to everyone. Okay? We all need to know it. We all need to know it. Sunday is the Lord's day. It's not the new Sabbath. No. The covenant was between Israel and God. Exodus 31, 16-17. Hebrews 8 explains why we are no longer under the mosaic laws and covenant just go take a look take a gander i'm not going to read through all of it today because i'm already going through time going through time but i do want to look at um i do really want to look at romans 7 1 to 4 and this was paul paul has a lot to say he's a wonderful man wonderful man um and he addresses a lot. And I feel like people just skip over completely what he says. But what does it say? Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. How that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. So is the husband be so. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. And a lot of people might use this to be like, oh, yeah, but the law is still in place. But let, let's go on. Let's go on. We can't stop right there. Let's keep going. So if then while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Oof. I don't think y'all heard that. Let me read that again. Let me read that again. I don't want it to go over any, over anyone's head. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who was who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. There is no more binding or divine law when it comes to the Sabbath. We should not be bound to the old things. Christ died. We are now, we, we, he died and fulfilled all, all those things. He was the sacrificial lamb, the ultimate sacrifice. So we got to understand that we have become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. The Sabbath is not a Sunday or a Saturday because it does not apply anymore. Sunday is considered the Lord's day, not the Sabbath day. So no, Christians are not mixing up the Sabbath day. We just don't act in it at all. We don't observe it. We aren't commanded in the New Testament to observe the Sabbath. The Old Testament was binding the Israelites, not the Gentiles. If it was to be kept by the Gentiles, then it would have be commanded to them to observe it as well. And Paul did the opposite by telling them that they did not have to follow the Jewish tradition. They did not have to conform themselves to those things anymore. In Acts 15, the apostles and leaders did not impose these laws on the Gentiles. Go read through it, please. It's very good to know these scriptures. Galatians 4, 10 to 11. Ye observe days and months and times and years. I am afraid of you, lest I have bestowed unto you labor in vain. 
Paul was rebuking the Gentiles for trying to keep the special days. John uh, 21, I want to look at that. Because when I, when I say the Lord's Day, a lot of people may be saying like, where's that coming from? What do you mean? Resurrection. The resurrection. John 21. What does it tell us? The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark in the sepulchre. And see the stone taken away from the sepulchre. So what? why did I point this out? This is why we chose the Sunday. Because the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early. And she seen that he was resurrected. So we're celebrating. Yes, he was resurrected. That's what that's what we're doing. We're not it's it's not the Sabbath. Jesus pointed out in the commandments that uh what we must continue to follow. This is the time that Jesus pointed out the commandments that we should follow, that we must follow in order to have eternal life. I want to take everyone here because here is where we understand. Because we know the commandments. But these are the ones that he said must be followed in order to gain eternal life. This is what was taught and commanded to the apostles. Matthew 19, 16 to 19. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? Which commandments? The man said, Which commandments? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. And these are the ones that he said are a must that we must follow. Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. In this they will re receive eternal life. When it says that Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, that means he is greater than the Sabbath. He, he is greater. So when he, when he tells us what we must keep in order to have eternal life, he's commanding that. One, no murder, no adultery, no stealing, no bearing false witness. Honor thy mother and thy father and love thy neighbor. Matthew twenty two thirty six to 40 mentions the next one. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. That is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So right there, we, we get a summary of what? What will give us eternal life? And two, what is the greatest of the commandments? And I didn't see anywhere mentioning the Sabbath. So mention the first and greatest law is loving the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind. The second is love thy neighbor. These two commandments hang all the prophets. The Sabbath was mentioned. The Sabbath was not, I should say, mentioned as significant for salvation. If someone can find me in the New Testament where Jesus said that the Sabbath is significant for salvation or has to be followed by the Jews and the Gentiles and I, I, I would like to know it was meant for the Israelites in the Old Testament it was a part of their covenant 
John 5.18 Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father making himself equal with God. Why I point out the scripture. We are not called to have faith in the Sabbath, but we're called to have faith in Christ. And once we understand that, things will become a little bit more easier when our, with our walk. We are not anymore bound to the Sabbath or the new moons or the feasts. We are not bound to the ceremonial laws or the sacrificial laws. No more. Christ came fulfilled. And now we don't have, we don't have, we don't have to worry about those things. We have faith in Christ. We find our rest in Christ. Those who are labored and heavy laden. Who do we go to? It says, come unto me and I will give you rest. We find rest in the Lord. Sunday is the Lord's day. It is not the Sabbath. We don't, we don't observe the Sabbath. And I just want us to remember that any questions, any things that we have, always remember to go to God. Because he, he is not a God, an author of confusion. He's not going to lead you astray and he is not going to confuse you. His word gives us everything, really. It's just for us to not be stubborn or willfully ignorant and ignore these things. But it's important for us to remember that we do not need to hang ourselves by the laws that we no longer are under. We want to make our salvation so hard. We want to make salvation look like the hardest thing to do. But we have faith in Christ. We don't need to make our walk harder by saying, Oh, I must observe the covenant and the laws that God gave to the Israelites. He, once we get ourselves into that place to allow Christ to be our head, it says that he, he, write, he writes the new covenant on our hearts, in our minds. So no, we don't have to go back to the Old Testament and look through Leviticus and all these places and say, oh, I must, I must follow all of this. Christ, Christ changes you. Christ helps you with your walk. He's not going to confuse you about your walk. We just need to read and understand. A lack of understanding is what leads to destruction, what leads to confusion. So let us just seek to understand and let us read the word and not make salvation and not make serving God harder than it should be because the point of Christ was to make things easier for Christ to be the mediator for us to have access to God. Let's not take that for granted. And let's not be in argument with our brothers and our sisters. I just want us to remember that because that's very important. Let's not forget who came and sacrificed himself for us, for our sins. Because the laws could not save us. Only Christ could. Have a great rest of your week.